Welcome to the Morning Sanity Check, where we talk about the different pillars of resilience, spiritual, physical, social, and mental. Join us so we can talk about it, then be about it. Let the show begin. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, everyone. My name is Seth. And I'm Camille. And this is your Sanity Check. Yes, 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 yes. So we want to make sure everything was good because now you will be able to hear this in the morning or at night on the podcast. And I give you more information about that later on. But Miss Camille, how are you, ma'am? I'm good today. Thank you for checking up on me this week. It was a little rough at times, but, you know, we made it through and here we are. Hey, (laughs) right on, right on. See, that's what we have to do with each other. You know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to let people know, hey, look, I'm not a number two pencil. You ain't got to test me all the time. But when it happens, I just got to be ready. But ladies and gentlemen, we have to be able to check on each other because you never know who's going through it right on. So wh- how was your week? What what made it, if you can speak generally about, you know, your, your week? Um, you know, when you have things going on and I'm in a period of transition, so I am trying to get some things done and um, things don't always go to plan. And um, when, you know, I guess there's a difference of view on things and it holds you up, it can be very, very frustrating. And so I was kind of go through, going through that and, um, but I'm okay. I'm okay. It's going to work out the way it's going to work out. Everything is going to be good. I'm going to press on and get to the next chapter eventually. So yes, yes, you will. Yes, you will. Like they say, this too shall pass. And and, and you know that the crazy part about that statement is that we know it, but it just feel horrible going through it. You know, it just feels horrible. But ladies and gentlemen, want to say good morning, good morning, good morning to you all. Fred, I see you, Miss Kim. How you doing? How's everybody? Please make sure you share this. Put put this on your page. It only take two seconds. Right. Only take two seconds. Yeah, I'm going to share it, too, because it's all right and it's all good because you never know who's up in the morning. But you you might as well give them something good to wake up to. You know, we want to say rest in peace to Congressman Lewis. Yes. Yes. We want to give a moment of silence uh, for him. Right on. You know, I'm very optimistic about our future. However, it it worries me because a little because I don't know, nor do I feel as though our generation or this generation um, is like we have the energy. Okay, we have the energy. We have that zeal. But do we also uh, do we have that level of tenacity to stay with it like this brother was getting it in for years he was born 1940 you get what i mean so he's been doing it things aren't going to change overnight but uh uh, i just feel like we we have to we really have to put in that work and not be so emotional no don't get me wrong be emotional but still put logic in it so that we can keep moving in a progressive manner what do you think about that 
I think absolutely. I have on my faith shirt today, and um, I have faith yes. <laughs> that um, some ch- some change is going to happen. You know, it's uh, like you said, it's a it's been a lifelong fight for John Lewis. Um, it is going to continue to be a lifelong fight for all of us. But I do have faith that we will make strides. Um, we've gone. People are posting that man fifty something days of protesting. This is probably the longest strand we've seen in a long, long time before my time. You yes. know, and so I, I think that people are in the fight. Um, I hope that we have some people that stand up and that kind of replace some of the civil rights leaders that have gone on and continue the legacy and continue the fight. Um, But I don't think it's going to change overnight, but I think that if we do stay with it and everybody does their part, it all doesn't look the same. You have to have people working in the background. You know, people like us, it's just a simple podcast, but it gives people hope and, you know, the the strength to continue to to fight the good fight. Absolutely. So um, I just hope that people are in it for the long haul hall because it's gonna be long won't it oh my goodness it is and and you know the crazy part is is that if we feel exhausted now just wait you get what i mean it is not going to necessarily get easier but the goal is is more hands make the load lighter you know, and Absolutely. so, ladies and gentlemen, if this is, if there's anything that you're doing and anything that you would like to do, connect with those individuals that are, you know, doing the things that you can gravitate to. And, you know, I have conversations with individuals just to let them know, hey, it doesn't really matter what spectrum you're on. Right. You can just wake up, like I said the other day, and just understand what Juneteenth is for the first time this year. And then you can be a, you know, an Israelite or, a, you know, Farrakhan or whatever. It doesn't matter as long as you're on the scale. But learn. And be willing to learn as well. And then, you know, let that, you know, share that wealth and the education because the struggle is real, obviously. But uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You got your tea over there? I do. You do? And, and you know what? I was so it, doing all this information and, and research. I forgot my coffee. So I'm going to grab it in a minute. But I know. Isn't that horrible? Here we go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. There it is. Right on. Black cup. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about our health. Woo! Our health matters. So, this is like a two-part or the second part of generational curses. And what we do sometimes is have uh, generational traditions, if you think about it, it's things that we've always done. But when do we take a minute to say, hold up, wait a minute, I think I got the sugar or whatever. Obviously, you don't think you got the sugar. Something ain't right with your body. And But then this is the deal. You want to say, well, my grandma, she had it. Such and such had it. So I have it. But when do you say, hey, why do they have it? You, you get what I mean? Come here. What you think about that? I think that's absolutely right. You know, we're kind of talking about it last week, you know, with these generational curses and really is, um, are we repeating the same behaviors or doing the same things or not doing the same things that our parents did or our grandparents did that are causing all of these issues down the line? And um, I believe that, yes, a lot of it, you know, there are some hereditary traits, you know, genetics and things that come into play. Um, But a lot of things we can control. Um, if we change our mindset, if we change the way we view things, and if we stop 
repeating those negative behaviors and stop repeating those um, negative things that um, have been passed down through the family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, let's see what can be mitigated before it gets to that point. You get what I mean? And I really do believe that our history can show us a pattern, but we have to be willing to identify it and want to mitigate it. You know, so is so let's let's look and see is something hereditary and there it just may be right It's genetics, but you can do things that will help ease off the acceleration pedal. You get what I mean? You don't have to just go down there and now you got uh, high blood pressure at the age of 20. Right. And now you got to take medication for the rest of your life or heart. Right. So there are some things that you can do and it takes research. Right. It takes research. What do you think about that? Um, I agree. And I'll just throw this out there. The statistic, but 40 percent of cancers are preventable. Um, And so it's really a lot of it is diet and stuff. And I'll just take breast cancer, for example. Um, As I was doing some research, you know, people always, oh, breast cancer runs in my family. So as I was saying before, with anything, you have different markers. Um, You have certain genes that can be turned on and off. Um, And if you change the environment that you're in or you change the patterns of behavior or what you ingest, um, those markers can be reversed or turned off. And so with breast cancer, a specific type of breast cancer anyway, um, alcohol is a big contributor to that. So if you have that in your family, you might want to uh, look at what things you shouldn't eat or drink or whatever to, like you said, mitigate that particular or the chances, reduce the chances of that marker being turned on and you in turn having breast cancer yourself. So um, if you have certain things, like you said, that run in your family, it is gonna take a little bit of research to figure out what do I do? And you can't, you cannot um, mitigate it all. You cannot, you know, escape everything all the time. But if we do those behaviors that put us at a, a, a lesser risk or a lower risk, then um, we may escape that, you know, disease or whatever it is altogether. You're so. right. You're right. And just like my brother uh, Matthew says, good morning to you, brother. He says health will change when there's a shift in your mindset. Right. And so that's the deal. It is a mindset. Sometimes it's a black collar mindset, but we jump on that later. But the thing is, is that you have to be able to change. But it starts here and then everything else will follow. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to make that change. And so the reason why I'm wearing this, uh, this, this dashiki shirt, not only do I love it. Right. I love the color. It does something. It it, it pops. Right. It it makes the metal and say boop, boop, boop. But not just that. um, I'm very uh, I'm I'm in love with our people. Okay, And I'm in love with what we can do. But I am also uh, I don't like the stereotypes that we enforce. And a lot of that is the way we eat and how we eat. So there's some things that we do that's quote unquote traditional, but it's not beneficial to our health. And so to grow as a functioning family, we have to think smart and eat smart, right? So so let's talk about that. Let, let's talk about 
Sunday dinners. Okay, because and 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 so this is no no nothing against anyone that goes to church. Okay, because I believe it's good and it's healthy when you're using it like anything. But you got Sunday, right? You you got Sundays, right? After church, you might be in church three, four, five six seven days sometimes and then you know or hours and and then after that you go and eat okay you eat 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 all this greasy food right high in cholesterol high starch little vegetables but that's sunday you love that type of food all right but then since it's so much you're going to eat it the leftovers on monday so that's two days of eating unhealthy and you may have some for Wednesday if you're lucky. But if not, if you ate it all and you don't have enough time to cook, chances are you go get some fast food right on. And what's the click, the quickest and cheapest thing close by? You're going to grab that. So now that's three days of unhealthy eating. So it becomes a pattern. So watch this. That's towards the middle of the week. Don't forget, you got Bible study or you have your friends coming over. You got everybody coming over. Let's just get something real quick so everybody can eat whatever it is. The quicker you 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 make those decisions without prepping, the more unhealthy the food becomes and it's satisfied. Those are empty calories, you understand? So now we're talking that's Thursday or, you know, Thursday going into Friday. Everybody turn up because it's Friday, right? You're not thinking you, you, you're done because the work week is over. Now you go turn up. So now let's add in some alcohol. So now that's four to five days of unhealthy eating and drinking. Saturday, lazy, snacking. Netflix and chilling, eating whatever. You're not eating a lot, but you're not eating healthy. What's after that? Sunday. Then everything happens all over. Hey, all over again. Now, what do you think about that, Camille? I think it's true. My family is still big on Sunday dinners. That's one of the things that I miss. A lot of my family gets together. But I will say that um, for me, I developed a pork allergy yes. when I was uh, in my teens. And so I, I was used to bacon and, you know, ham hocks and greens and all this kind of stuff. Well, after a few trips to the ER, you know, <laughs> getting sick and all kinds of stuff like that, um, they had to do allergy tests and they found out I was allergic to pork. So um, my family, we went and everybody was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like you, my dad, he was like, you grew up on a swine. I'm like, I know, but you know, here I am. So uh, one time at, um, it was a Thanksgiving, my aunt had put some like ham chunks in the macaroni and I was down with my friends that had come from the military and put me on my back for my mom will tell you. And um, so She's like, oh, no, you know, we're trying to figure out what it was. Well, long story short, after that, my grandmother started cooking me a separate dinner that was cooked with turkey. And it didn't have all of the other stuff that the family was. And then eventually, the family started mostly cooking with turkey and everything. So every time I come, all of those dinners are pork free, um, which is a healthier alternative. So not only did we have all the pork and stuff, but then you start putting all the butters and the fats and the vegetables, too, you know, um, so even the vegetables were hard for me to eat and I had to choose something else, but it was my allergy that caused me to change the way that I ate a lot. Um, but I think that it was also kind of a savior in a, in a certain sense, because 
I can't eat all of that stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm very picky about the, the types that I do. But we do. We put those, and it's not empty calories all the time. It's fat calories. That's right. Fat calories. And all of those burgers, that one burger, whatever, that's thousands of calories. We go and get an ice cream. It's over 1,000 calories. And if you have a 2,000-calorie-a-day diet and you're consuming 4,000 calories a day, you putting on weight like that. Mm-hmm. 3,500 calories is a pound. Is a pound. So you multiply those 2,000 extra per day by seven days, whew, you had a deficit, See? huge deficit. And so the pounds just keep coming on because like you said, if you don't plan those meals, you start getting quick stuff, you do all the lef- leftovers and everything like that, and uh, you wonder how quickly, how did I get all this weight? I did it myself actually mm-hmm. in COVID, you know? How did I put on all this weight? But um, over the last few weeks, I decided to change some of that stuff and then exercising. Exercising. So in about, I guess, a little bit over a month's time, I'm down 15 pounds. Oh, shut up. All right. (laughs) Hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. You better run away from that Corona body. And listen, and you know, we had a show on Alliance then last week and we had a brother on there that was talking about how important it is to make those choices. And then we also had a young lady that was on and and she uh, her name is Kim. She's uh, a, a very very funny young lady she's a comedian but she was also talking about her trials and tribulations of uh, losing weight and she said that um, her she she did research and found out that a lot of the things that her family members passed from were um, related to unhealthy eating habits so and she also said something that was very profound she does not believe in generational curses she believes in generational habits Okay, you know, those type of things we have to be able to help mitigate. So tell me how when your your food choices had to change, what did that cause in your family? So, of course, it it was um, my youngest daughter. She's pretty skinny. So it's just her and I at the house. But she's she's pretty skinny for all intents and purposes. And she she's one of those people that. I don't know if she really enjoys food the way I do. She eats to live, I feel like, you know? And she's the type like, oh, mom, oh, there's leftovers. I'll just eat that. Like, you don't have to go out and get nothing. You know, oh, no, I have to clean that out. But then she's also a 2 o'clock in the morning eater. You know what I mean? So I hear her in the middle of the night, and she's up eating. And I'm like, oh, you can't do that. When you're young, your metabolism is going, going, going. You know what I mean? And then you have to. So I cleaned out the refrigerator. I took out all the junk. I took out everything. I bought fresh vegetables. I bought fresh fruit, bought fresh pineapples and cut them up and put it in containers so that the choices that are there are much different than the choices that were there before. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be snacking in the middle of the night, grab a carrot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and, and that's, that's what it is. If you think about it, it's being able to change your vision. If that makes sense, when you open up the refrigerator, what's the first thing you see and what's readily available? And another thing, like let's talk about tips. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about tips. And and before we go into that, I do. I just want to let you guys know that the lines are open. I'm putting a number out here if you guys want to call. So it's six one eight seven nine two six seven. Four seven. All right. The line is wide open and, you know, you can give your comments and, and tips if there's anything that you think. So how about this? How about this? You don't want to go to the grocery store while you're hungry. 
Okay, because what happened yeah. is your eyes is going to deceive you and say, oh, I need that, I need that, I need that. And then when you take it home, you're placing it in locations where you want it to be readily available. So how about you have a small meal or small snack prior to going and then you can go to the grocery store with a more, you know, be a little bit more sensible when, when you're going. In certain aisles, you can avoid because, you know, you, you ain't really about that life and that or that's yeah. not the life you want to be about. What tip you got, Camille? Well, it really is. It's um, discipline and it's um, intentional shopping rather than just haphazard shopping. You know, we go into the grocery store, we just hunger and grab something. We don't know what we're going to make, nothing like that. And we start grabbing all kinds of stuff that are not good for us. So I would say, yes, like you, um, go into the grocery store with your list, stick to your list, make sure you meal plan. You know, I used to do a week at a time so I would do a theme so whether it's Asian or Middle Eastern or whatever and I would grab all the ingredients for that week and I would make um, different meals every day with all of those ingredients until they were gone I got enough for five days and so every day I knew exactly what I was going to make and that's what I would make and that's what we would eat and it would be good and there would be no leftovers for anybody so that meal was what you had <laughs> and then I never kept my growing up I didn't keep cookies uh, cupcakes, zebra cakes, none of that stuff in my house. So my kids didn't have a choice. They can grab a fruit cup, they can grab a yogurt, they can grab things like that. But I never had that stuff in my house. So I said, I used to tell people all the time, if you come to my house and you expect a whole bunch of uh, sugary stuff, you came to the wrong house. But I do like to bake. Mm -hmm. So every time, every now and then I bake, but also when, when I bake, if I'm baking a whole cake, I cut out a chunk that I'm going to eat. And my coworkers will tell you, I will cut those cakes in pieces, put them in um, little Ziploc bags and stuff, and I hand them out. I bring trays of cookies. I want to taste the cookie. I love the cookies that I make because they're they good. But then I take them to work and I hand them out to other people so that I'm not tempted to eat the whole thing. So, all right, so, that's a good one. That's a good one. So how about this? So you have a, uh, a you're having a, a family function or you have a, you know, whatever, get together. And some people like different, you know, foods or whatever that you don't, you know, incorporate into your daily diet. So what I would say is B-Y-O-J, bring your own junk. You get what I'm saying? And then not just that, yeah. take it home. Now, nah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's cool. Like we can snack on it or whatever, but don't leave that mess up in here, right? Because right. I, I know my, 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 my devils, if that makes sense. Hold on. We got a call. We got a call. Hold on. Uh-oh. Good morning, ma'am. My mom. Good morning, sir. <laughs> How you doing, mama? mama. <laughs> I am wonderfully well. You know, I came miss my favorite people on Saturday morning. <laughs> right on, right on. How you doing? Everything good? I'm doing great. All is well. I couldn't ask for a better uh, week this week and a great morning. And so got good reports already about good stuff happening. Good. But I just wanted to, you guys to know, Camille is an excellent cook. And an excellent baker. Oh, shut and your mouth. Has, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That girl can throw down and burn. You name it, she can do it. And, and everything. Make the best apple pies, the best <laughs> pound cakes. I mean, the best everything. And so I just wanted to put, uh, throw that in. And I do 
want to also say that she's always been very, very health conscious. We come from a family of athletes, so everybody in our family was involved in some type of sport. So that really does help you to discipline your body, discipline your eating. But I, I and I want to say shout out, kudos, Camille, on those fifteen pound uh, weight loss. Yes. So anyway, y'all have a great day. Y'all doing a good job. I'm still online. Talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> bye bye. We'll do. Yeah, uh, always supports. Always supports, and so so. Let me find out. You know how to make some good healthy macaroni and cheese. You know I'm a macaroni and cheese kind of sore. You know this, don't you? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I can make some good macaroni and cheese. You know, tell you how healthy it is. And, and, and see, but but see, that's what I'm saying. And and that's another thing. Um, but shout out to moms for for giving that. But that was another thing I was gonna say. Alternatives. Right. We have to educate ourselves because like we, my man's on here, Brown, he said something that made a lot of sense. Right. Dealing with hypertension at a young age is scary, especially knowing how fast it can take you out. He said he's been cutting out sodium so much that anything salty tastes terrible. And so we have to ch- we are able to change our palate. But with that being said, in the process, we have to look for our t- alternatives like the other day. I had a smoothie and I like my smoothies to go down a little easier and sugar helps. However, what do you use for sugar? You can use apples or you can use bananas. They're very high in sugar. You don't have to pile them on, but just to help it, because majority of the things that's in my shake or my smoothie was protein, plant based, you know, powders and everything. But obviously I, I don't want it to taste nasty right little sugar help it help help the medicine go down but what do we do also when it comes down to sodium look into himalaya salt or himalayan salt right it's still salt but it's not as it's healthy it's healthy salt and use everything in moderation what you think camille um i agree i had to go through a period where i had to do a lot of substitution um, so I cut out a lot of salt. There were certain things instead of using like salty stuff, I would use a chicken bouillon, you know, instead of just going like that or um, in like bacon and stuff like that. Instead of using oil, you would use applesauce um, in your smoothies. You know, I, my friend showed me and I just put like a couple little strawberries in there, a few blueberries, some uh, spinach and stuff, banana, and then some almond milk instead. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, do that as a boost in the morning. Um, But there are so many alternatives to cooking, to cut out sodium, to cut out fat, to do all those things. And if you just Google it, they have a list. If you put um, food substitutions, you know, or healthy food substitutions Mm -hmm. on there, it'll give you all the things that you can use um, instead of the normal fatty, uh, sodium-laden, you know, whatever stuff that will still uh, allow that food to taste somewhat the same. Now, I ain't going to lie. For the applesauce and stuff like that, it still tastes good. Mm-hmm. But with certain things that you're used to tasting, you have to change your palate. Yes. The more you cook it like that, the better it gets. But it, you know, it is a shock at first, especially when you have a certain level of sodium or a certain level of sugar. Sugar is a big thing. We need to talk about sugar. But anyway, yeah. of all those things, and um, but it takes time. It mm-hmm. takes time, but it's healthier for you. I'd rather be a little bit healthier than have all the salt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And and you're, you're, that makes so, so, so much sense. And Miss Fran says, yes, our community has a lot to, uh, has a lot of uh, predispositions when it comes to our health. Yes, it does. Because where you are, 
where you are, we have to be, let's be honest, right? We know that our lives matter and also our health. So look and see what types of things have been, I guess you can say they have been uh place strategically in your neighborhoods all depending on the neighborhoods for example i stay and i'm I'm blessed to be in a location where it's nice safe and you know whatever and and to some would say this is a a suburban area which i think it is yeah i think so right but think about it like this there's there's health food stores around the closest liquor store is about 10 miles away. Now, we still have fast food or whatever, you know, got Chick-fil-A, McDonald's and all this other stuff. But when you go into the city, those stores, those corner stores, those liquor stores are more prevalent. All right. So now we have to be conscious and think that, okay, in order for me to live different, I need to do things different. And I just may, if I can't get out of, excuse me, if I can't get out of this current situation, I need to understand where I can go to do better and to live better. You're right. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I think we talked about that yesterday, kind of the lack or perceived lack of opportunity. But you're right about the, the environments that we live in in inner cities. You know, a lot of people don't have cars. You know, a lot of minorities don't have vehicles. And we have all of these corner stores and they have the the bottom of the barrel vegetables if they have any full of you know sugary snacks and chips and stuff so people that's the closest thing to them and they grab those things and they go or that's their their filler and everything because it takes so much to get on a bus and drive and try to come back with groceries and stuff like that so you're absolutely right you can find a liquor store everywhere and they'll them but in other parts you have to drive so far you know um to get to those liquor stores or those little corner stores and stuff but you have grocery stores that have health food stores and all kinds of stuff that are right you know they're available to you um also the cost yeah we was just about to talk about that because it is so matthew you did you said that that makes some good sense that how uh it's interesting how things that are healthy cost more versus foods that's not not healthy is so cheap and the thing is it's the process right the process but i this is what i challenge all of us to do if you are in that situation where you're in a location where you can't get that type of healthy food, now is our responsibility to make it healthy. What I mean by that is how do you season your food and how much do you eat of that food, right? And and that's the thing, that's, that's the shift. And then goes right back to the alternatives. What type of things are you putting in your food to make it taste a certain way? You can get seasoning from vegetables and some herbs, herbs. right? It doesn't have to be all this sodium. And, and I'm guilty of this. I love slap your mama. You ever heard slap your mama seasoning? I heard slap your mama, yeah. slap, <laughs> Hey, I put slap your mama on everything. I don't care what it is. French fries, boom, slap your mama. Cereal, boom, slap. I'm right. Not that much, but still, it's so good. However, it's very high in sodium. So I have to make a conscious effort to chill out, right? Because we all know in the diet, your health and its fitness, what is it, 70% of your fitness is what you're doing in the kitchen versus what you're doing at the gym. You, you, you get what I mean? So we have to hold ourselves accountable. So I'm, I say that to say, 
whatever environment you're in, this inside your head is the most important environment, right? The freedom is here. Seriously, the freedom is there. What do you think, Camille? Um, I, th- I think you hit it on the head. Um, I was reading a statistic and it says 70 to 80%, I think it was 70 to 80% of heart disease um, is attributed to lifestyle. And so even when you um, don't have access to the healthiest foods, you do have the choice on how much you ingest. So you can cut back on that. You don't have to eat so much of it, you know, limit your portions and things like that. I think uh, Sunita said there's sea salts and like mm-hmm. you said, Himalayan salts and kosher salts and things like that, that you can use instead. And then flushing with water, water, water is always available. It doesn't matter where you're at, but water um, does so much for the body in terms of health. And there's so many diseases. I have a list of stuff um, that are attributed to sometimes lack of water, lack of vitamins, um, too much sugar. Sugar is like the common factor in so many things. Um, Too much sugar, uh, too much sodium, a lack of protein. I know my aunt was talking about her. She has a a protein deficiency, you know, and there's different ways that you can get certain proteins, whether it's from beans and legumes, whether it's from eggs and things like that. So it doesn't have to be a meat. And then I also have a meat sensitivity, red meat sensitivity. When I eat that, I'm, I'm out conked out, like conked out almost immediately. So I have to limit the amount of of red meat that I eat. And I I did some studies a few years ago and that has to do with my blood type and what I need in my body. So you have to understand that there are so many factors in play like and that's why certain people like you can't do the same thing that someone else does absolutely you have to learn your body mm-hmm. you have to know what works for you what turns on your metabolism what shuts it down um what gives you energy what sucks the energy from you mm-hmm. um i have to eat more plant-based than meat mm-hmm. for my diet but there are some people who have to have more protein in their diet right. um and less plants mm-hmm. or some people that have to have more carbs because of the way you know their makeup their genetic makeup they have to to have more carbs to give them that energy um as where if i ate those carbs i would just blow up and, you know and, what i mean yeah. it turns into sugar turns into all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and if you're not eating or exercising along with all of that it just sits there. and it'd be counterproductive and and, counterproductive. and and you're absolutely right and so first i want to say good morning good morning again to everyone good morning good morning moses i see you on there miss miss maxwell how you doing i see the new faces that's good do us a favor share this if, if this is important to you it should be why because your health matters and so what we're talking about is how to stick around longer and how to reverse or break the chain of generational curses and so what camille just touched on was very 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 uh uh, paramount when it comes down to doing the research for you you dig because what happens is society will say oh this is what you need to do you need this atkins diet or this is what you need to do you need this this uh keto diet or fasting or whatever the case it is what works for this person may not work for you and it's okay But you have to do your own research. For example, she talked about blood types and your blood type is what? A, B? A positive. You're A positive. Okay, I'm O negative. All right. So that means my molecular structure and my diet is going to require different foods or different types of food for me to get the desired outcome of my, you know, for my body than Camille would. So you, you have to do that and be open and find out, be, well, not open, be willing 
to find out. And if you're just waiting for the television to tell you what you need, you are, hey, you, you already lost it. You dig? Because yeah. you're waiting for somebody else to tell you something about you. Yes. You yes. see? What you, what you think about that? She said, where can you find, I just want to say this real quick, where can you find more information on blood type as it relates to food? If you Google um, eating for blood type, um, it'll come up with a bunch of different sites on there, and there are several different um, uh, articles that you can look through. You can choose the scholarly articles on, oh, somebody put it up yep, there. Yep, 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 well, Lily Wilson. <laughs> yep, shout out, Lily. shout out, Lily. Yeah, she just put it up there for your blood types. Yeah. And it's okay, ladies and gentlemen, but you know what? Hey, let's take a second, though. Let's be honest. Some of us don't even know our blood type. Right on. And, 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 and the, the crazy part is, I'll be honest, if it wasn't because of the military, I wouldn't have known. Your blood type isn't even on your birth certificate. Right. So you, there's no way really for you to know until you go to the doctors. And most I'm not going to say more, I don't want to put out statistics, but a lot of us don't take our health serious enough to get this information. Why? Now we're about to get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Before we talk about it, I want to say good morning, everybody. If you got your coffee and if you got your tea and whatever you spike it with, do what you got to do. Let me take this one here real quick. Mm-hmm. See, and this is just my personal opinion, but I'm saying this based off of evidence as well. We are, are afraid of the truth. We're afraid of it. We're scared. And let's think about it and let's talk about it. Why are we afraid? We're afraid because it may cause us to change something that we've been holding on to for so long. Now, we don't want to change. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. You dig? But. That change can save not just your life, but your children's life, right? We need to get out of the mind frame of being selfish by holding on to information or not looking and wanting to search for the information that can help us prolong our lives. What do you think about that, Camille? Um, I think that's really good. So I was doing some research about that. Like I was talking about epigenetics. So that is that marker that turns on and off. And they did studies on pregnant women who were obese during that and how it affected their children. But then when, like I said before, pulled out of that environment, the food changes and everything like that, that those things were turned off. So how is it that, you know, let me go back to this too. You were talking about our mindset, you know, and what, what, the information that will be revealed would do for us. But I really think that people, um, they really believe that it's just passed on. So they have bought into the idea that this just runs in my family. So it's just going to happen any way it goes. You know so, what I mean? They don't really believe that they have a dog in the fight and that they can actually change the diseases that are plaguing their family because it has always just ran in the family. I see. And so nobody has told them differently that it's because of poor food choices. It's because we live sedentary uh, lifestyles. It's because we drink a lot of alcohol. It's because we smoke a lot of stuff. They don't say that, but those behaviors are passed down. Um, and we just have accepted that that's what it is. Like, oh, you got that fat gene. And then eventually people start just getting fat. You right. know what I mean? 
instead of saying, well, why do I have a fat gene and Same. what can I do about it to change it? You know what I mean? We have just accepted it that our children are obese. Mm -hmm. Well, I was obese as a child too, because X, Y, and Z. And then as parents, we're feeding our kids because every time they say they're hungry, we're stuffing them till they're full and they're throwing up and all kinds of stuff, can't even breathe. And then we continue to do that. And then eventually those stomachs, they, they change to, uh, to accommodate all of that food. And where does that food go? Hey. It goes into your body and it hey. turns into fat. And then we have fat babies and then we have obese children and then we have obese adults and then we don't make it past 50. Exactly. You know, so. and, and, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is no this is no stab or shade to the culture. Please don't don't take this as, no, no, no. as that what it, it is, because we we have a, you know, a love for our people and Let's think about it. We are descendants of powerful, smart, intelligent royalty. You, you dig what I'm saying? And so we tend to forget that. And for example, we might see a nice chubby baby, you know, all cute, all chubby, fat baby, right? Brand new, just, just, just fat and juicy. You see, that baby at 10, fat and juicy, ain't cute no more. 15, fat... 25, 35, fat and juicy ain't cute. Listen, we need to make sure we're walking in our heritage and with dignity. And part of that is being able to tell your child or, or yourself, no, this isn't what I need. This isn't what I need. And and Miss Demi Moore, she said something that made a lot of sense. We need to uh, have communities with plant-based or creating um, uh creating gardens and, and, and talking to individuals, because if you are in those communities that does not have those um, health foods or whole foods there, you can grow your own food. Ladies and gentlemen, it's OK and it's not hard. You, listen, everything is on Google, right? I'm even starting my own garden because of Google and I'm learning that. But at the end of the day, we cannot use the excuse that it costs too much is is too far but because our ancestors did that thing you understand what i'm saying we that, that's how they survive you get what i mean and so sometimes we have to be able to look back and see how things were to move forward to keep that going on and it's okay it's a it's a mind shift it's a paradigm shift don't get me wrong but it's a shift to health into a better you. What you think, Camille? That's, that's good. I had a garden. I had a big garden when I lived in North Carolina. And then we went to England and they had community gardens there. And they're fairly cheap. So for ours, it was $20 a year um, for that community garden. And then you grow vegetables and everything like that. And then you can trade vegetables. So if I was growing tomatoes, somebody else was growing cucumbers, you know, whatever, then you can, can trade those things um, at no cost to you. If, if that's what you wanted to do. I also went to Milwaukee and um, my sister-in-law was taking me down and she was like, these are some community gardens. So they had planted fruit trees everywhere so that you can just walk down and you can grab fruit if you want it. So homeless could eat, you know, and pick. And they had like these little gardens everywhere um, that people literally can just go and grab. So it is not as expensive. We have all of these potters now where you can get it for very cheap and you can grow vegetables in your own home. You know, you don't have to have the space or whatever. We have hanging plants and things like that. So you don't have to have a big yard outside or anything like that. But it's small steps to reversing um, the, the damage that has been done. For a lot of these uh, diseases, heart disease and diabetes and um, what's the other one? Um, uh, 
it went out of my mind the one I was going to say. But anyway, um, with changes of diet and lifestyle exercise, a lot of those can be reversed yeah. to the predisposition stage. So even if you've gotten there already and they say you have diabetes, if you start changing your lifestyle, those numbers can reverse mm-hmm. and it, it, your body starts to heal itself. Yes. So just because you have something you, you, you know, decided that, or your body has, you know, decided it wants to be diabetic, um, does not mean that you can't do things to reverse that and mm-hmm. then have a healthier, longer life. Uh, Matthew said the cemetery is full of uh, people who died before their time due to el- unhealthy living, yes. you know, and that's true. Um, I-, I would hate to die too before, you know, I serve my purpose on this earth. Um, so there are choices that we make. And yes, we know that you can walk outside and get hit by a car. People always say stupid stuff <laughs> like that. I get it. But you can control what you can control. Mm-hmm. And eating, you can control. The amount you eat, what you eat, um, the what's in the food that you eat, uh, whether it's uh, grown or whether it's processed in cans. I don't have canned vegetables. I don't like canned vegetables at all. I will do fresher frozen every day. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's those little things. I know what I put in my food because all of it is fresh. Now you can get into GMOs and all that kind of stuff. Um, did a whole study on that and did a paper on that. Don't want to go there, but I can control what I can control. Yes. You know, I can do the best that I can do with what I have. Yes. And, and that's 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 good. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I, I want you guys to to think about that. Think about what you want your future and what your legacy to be. And it is OK. So start. So this it, it, this might sound kind of weird to people, but it's OK because I love me and I don't care if you don't like me because I like me. Right. Like a little girl said, but this is the deal. We are blessed with so many different gifts. So I challenge you to be the change that you want to see, but starting with me, starting with you, starting inside. Meaning, if you have the gift to cook, to plant, to speak, use the, so this is the deal. You can use that energy for negativity Or you can use it for positivity. So I encourage you to use that gift to be that change. Because you can have the gift of creating and and growing plants and communicating with people to let them know the importance of it and bringing them in. Now we're talking about the four lenses. If you are a blue person, right? If you're like, they see. So what you're able to do is you can, you can, uh, it's like herding cats, but you can help them to see things in a different light and it will ultimately empower them to want to do something different. This is how a community change. Because your gift is now reverberating and people are picking up what you're putting down and now you can change things. I encourage you this week, don't be afraid. Try something. Try something because what happens is we'll stay on this computer screen and, and, and these keyboards you dig and or with our thumbs and, and, and having uh, uh, Facebook wars with idiots. You dig? Stop it. Stop it. Ain't no winning in that, right on? But the thing is, use what you have. Use what you have. You can be strategic in it, but you can change your environment. Your environment. What you think about that, Camille? 
As you were talking, something came to mind. And I think that a lot of times we've gotten away from teaching our kids. It doesn't have to be that village concept. You know, I remember going in our our neighborhoods, this probably wasn't good, but with all of my (laughs) friends, right? And so we'd be hungry and stuff like that. And we would go and we would hop fences and grab fruit and we try to make stuff, you know what I mean? And we would come together. But as I was thinking about it when you were talking and I was thinking about these gardens and stuff, if you have the space in your yard, you know, you can grab the teenagers in your yard and teach them how to grow food. You can have them, you know, the, the weed picking and everything go through the process with you. And so it kind of frees up a little bit of your time. It gives them a stake in it. And you're also teaching them something. And then maybe even sometimes we're here and here's a recipe. Here's some food for your family. And here's a recipe to go along with it. You know, go see if you can make it. Or if you're a cook or a baker, um, my kids don't want nothing to do with cooking, just so you know. But if there's some but everything to do with eating, though, right? Everything to do with eating. Oh, they'll <laughs> come and give me all the, this is what I want. Mama, can you make me this? Every time my oldest daughter comes home, she has a list. But, um, you know, and I make it for her. But um, for those that do, and then teach them how to make it, you know, so that they can go home and maybe uh, feed their family, give them a portion of the, the vegetables and things like that, or teach them how to do a planner or give somebody some gift is what I said, gift. not give, mm-hmm. gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody one and teach them and then check in. How's it doing? All that kind of stuff. Because I think that um, if we can teach them young, even the children can change the way their parents eat because they have influence you know, in, in, in what they like. We typically say, all right, what do you want for dinner? What do you like? What do you this and this and that? And our kids, we respond to what our kids want. And so if they say, hey, I got these vegetables, I want to try this thing, maybe the parent will. And then slowly but surely you introduce different things and maybe that will be the change in the family that is needed. It, it, that just came to mind. No, there, no. You know, you know, research on it. No, like no. And you know what? And, and, and this is the deal. Let's, we, we can... We can talk about what works and we can talk about what may work, but the goal is, is to break the chain. And a lot of times individuals see things as being so, I I guess, you know, common is because we're not interested in changing our habits. So this is where it starts, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be able to say, well, Well, let's try this. Maybe if I include my daughter in the process, she will want to. So this is the deal. If I'm interested in growing whatever vegetable for my body, but I want her to appreciate it, too. If I include her in it and show her how exciting it can be by my emotions. And then when it's time to for harvest and everything and now we're cooking it like, hey, baby, remember what we grew the other day It's time. Why are we about to eat? You get what I mean? So just like you said, and then reverse it. If you see your children, they want to do something. They may then you might say, well, you know what? Let me show my kids. I'm bought into this. You, you right. get what I mean? So it goes both ways, but we have to be willing to do that and try it by changing our mindset. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for sticking around. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Miss Camille, tell us a little something about about your book. Oh, about my book. Um, so my book is called um, I just I have my book right here. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, it's called <laughs> Empowering Our Girls. Mm-hmm. And the uh, book, it's a, it's a um, anthology with eight women. And 
the book that I wrote is called Dear Daughters, and it's lessons that I learned. Um, some things that I would want to pass on to my daughter about knowing your worth, your purpose, faith, relationships, friendships, and everything like that. And then there are some other stories from powerful women who have gone through some really, really hard things in their lives, have come from places where they shouldn't, wouldn't be considered or, or never thought they could be successful. And they've overcome all of those things and are able to, you know, give back and impact and things like that. And some of them are doing really, really well. Most all of them are doing really, really well from uh, lawyers to entrepreneurs and all this stuff. So um, it's called empowering our girls. And I was going to pin my thing, but it's aspire to grow higher.com. And if you'd like to purchase that book, it's on that website. So. Okay. Okay. Right on. And so um, just a little bit about uh, the black collar mindset. A lot of what we talk about with resilience to mental, physical, spiritual, social, it's in the black collar mindset. Ah, grab it right here. Right. So the black collar mindset, check it out. You look at uh, look at it. Uh, you can look for it at www.theblackcollarmindset.com. And it's on Walmart. Hey, is that Walmart now? Barnes and Noble, all of that. But there's something I want you guys to understand about this book. If you can, if you look at the cover, there's a hand with a chess piece in it. That hand represents you and the moves that you make. All right. And the chess board represents the world. So you have good and bad choices or not necessarily good and bad. You have good choices and you have lessons. So the black collar mindset helps you with that. It helps you to maneuver around and do things strategically, especially when we're talking about eating healthy. The thing and, and Demi said something that was very, very, very profound. The way we eat has a mental effect on us. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, it does. So the reason why this show is so imperative is because this is some good doses of, of, of good information first thing in the morning to help change your trajectory on how you deal with things during this pandemic. And someone says something else that made sense too. This pandemic is helping to shift our mindset, meaning what's truly, truly, truly important, our health, our spiritual walk, whatever it is and wherever it is, are you walking the right direction? Can you dig it? How we're socially connected and the things that we're doing to 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 be that way in our physical, mental, all of that. So the black color mindset helps with that as individuals. But I want to thank you all for being here this morning. And this is the second episode. And to no tomorrow, uh, we're going to shoot out a link and make sure you can catch up on last week. And this week, you got anything to add, Miss Camille? Of course. I, oh, yes, of course. I mm -hmm. always want to leave you guys with something. So as we're talking about this and we're telling you about healthy eating, I just want to give you a few of the diseases for you guys to go because, you know, we started like five minutes late. So I feel like I got two minutes. Um, but to give you guys a few of the things and in, in, in what to look for in your diet. So uh, two thirds of chronic diseases. Um, they're linked back to lifestyle. GERD, you have to avoid mint, chocolate, caffeine, um, acidic foods, citrus, tomatoes, alcohol, and um, smoking. All right. And then there's stuff like uh, heart disease. It's due to poor diet, high in sugar and saturated fat, and it causes plaque in your arteries. Uh, stuff like diabetes, sugars, complex carbs, pure sugars, depression, 
You need healthy fats, omega-3s, um, cod, salmon. You can get it like that. There's other ways they have pills and stuff if you don't like fish. So for hair loss, a lot of people don't know why they have hair loss, but it's an insufficient intake of protein and an iron deficiency. So you want to be able to go back and look and say, how much protein am I getting? Am I have, getting enough iron? I know I'm anemic or I used to be anemic uh, really bad, but I had to do some things to combat that. Fatty liver, excess sugar, uh, convenience food, high saturated fat. And then we have stuff like poor wound healing. If your wounds are not healing the way that they should, um, it's an inadequate protein, uh, calories, um, lack of vitamin C, anemia, again, lack of iron. So eat the spinaches, the kales, uh, lean protein, beans, legumes, lentils. Uh, if you have a weak immune system, it's due to poor diets. You can't fight off those illnesses, so you need protein. You need zinc, uh, vitamins A, C, and E. And then a couple more things, gout, red meats, some uh, seafoods and alcohol will make those things flare. All right, stay away from those. Peptic ulcers, those are those um, non-steroid aids, you know, that they give us. Stay away from those. Caffeine, fried food, spicy food, smoking alcohol, um, and poor dental health. People actually die from poor dental health, and I don't think that people know that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, dental health is very, very important, um, but it causes, if you don't uh, take care of your dental health, uh, periodontal disease, um, hypercalcification of enamel on your teeth, you know, like the white things and things like that. Uh, and that's caused by sports drinks, energy drinks, uh, candy, chips, and soda. So there are things, if you are dealing with some of this stuff, and some things even cause inflammation in your body, if you have eating disorders, it causes inflammation in your body. Um, and it also messes with your mental health. And it causes obsessive dis disorders and things like that. So if you're dealing with any of those things, just look at what you can do in your diet to change. Instead of completely relying on medication, I'm not telling anybody not to take your medication, okay? Take your medication as described, but a lot of times it is specifically due to a lifestyle change or changing what you ingest and you can start healing your body and reversing the effects of all of those years of negative eating. Yes. So I just wanted to give you all that because those are some of the things that affect us in our communities um, so that we can make better choices um, in food and lifestyle as we go forward. So Absolutely. That's my last point. Absolutely. And, and just to uh, caveat that I want you guys to realize by all means Please com communicate with your physicians, but also remember this. A lot of the medications that they give you are derived from herbs, natural herbs. Okay, believe it or not, believe it or not, it's natural. So I ask you to, if you are getting medication, ask your physicians, hey, sir, ma'am, is there, is there something that I can eat that can, you know, help as a substitute to this, because you keep in mind, let, let, let's not be silly and think that one medication that you take don't have an effect on your body. The, you ever seen those commercials? And I, and I hate to go there, but I'm going to go there because I'm going to do it. Hey, look, take this if you have high blood pressure, but it may cause suicidal thoughts. It might cause you uh, water on the elbows. It might cause you your hearing loss. It might cause you not to not to see right. All of that. And what just from this pill now i got to take other pills you dig it to help mitigate those other issues so walking through fields and on beaches yeah and i'm feeling good yeah i'm feeling good but now i'm about to poop myself right because now it's giving me the the, the you know the bgs you yeah. see and so that's what i'm saying so 
ladies and gentlemen, please do your research. Do your research. It and it's, it's so readily available. It's 2020, right on. There should be no reason why we walking around here stuck on stupid. I'm telling you, no reason. But we have to humble ourselves and be able and be willing to ask the correct questions. All right. The correct questions. So but anyway, hey, guys, we will see you next week. And I I shout out to you out there, uh, ma'am, that says that you got to go to work and you can catch the replay. You you can come to the site and make sure you follow this. Right. Follow this. uh, Set the speaker. But we're going to make sure that the uh, podcast is uploaded so you can listen to last week and this week anytime you want. Right on. So, so we, yes. And so we will see y'all soon. Y'all have a good morning later.